There we go. Episode 24. Season ending. Episode 24. I'm Al's at home. You're Matt's at home. And this is the Mavs podcast. The Dallas Mavs podcast. Um, Season ended last night. We were in a bit of a race for eighth. Um, Not the eighth playoff spot, but the eighth... uh, Eighth spot in the lottery. Eighth worst record in the NBA. Yeah, and uh, and we won, which uh, <laughs> moved us moved us back to the ninth spot, which was a. Uh, I'll tell you what, it was about a minute and a half left in the game, and Brusino hit this dagger three. I think it made it one hundred eight, one hundred one, and I was just like, "Damn it, <laughs> it's over." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, got to admit, man, Brusino uh, really came on uh, for whatever that's worth. And uh, so we win. We're in the ninth spot. And uh, I don't know. I Off the top of my head, I love the Aaron Fox, but I don't know if he's going to last till number nine. So I'm hoping we get a top three pick. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting, uh, the countdown from now until May 16th when they draw the draft order in the lottery. But if we stay put, yeah, I mean, if De'Aaron Fox is there, absolutely. But I agree with you that I think as they go through the different evaluations uh, and the workouts and whatnot, I, I would be really surprised if he was still around at that spot. Yeah, I agree. And we'll get into more lottery stuff. I guess we have the whole off season to discuss that, but it's, <laughs> It should get interesting. I, I think the one thing to we'll delve more deeply in is uh, on another episode possibly is, you know, you've got several teams in the lottery with point guards that may get a top three pick and draft a point guard. So that might allow more of a fire sale, especially if they have a big contract like a Ricky Rubio or an Eric Bledsoe or a, uh, you know, if it is a D'Angelo Russell you know, I, I'm not crazy about him, but regardless, there could be some interesting trade scenarios uh, moving forward. But uh, yeah, kind of like that, last season, the Mavs took advantage of you know Golden State's move to end up with Harrison Barnes. Yeah, a total building block for the team's future. So that might be our only play. Uh, I'm going to predict right now we sign no free agents this off season. Wow. Uh, of any of any notability, I'll say. Okay. I, okay. I think uh, um, I don't know if you read David David Lord's article today in uh, DallasBasketball.com, but kind of outlined how the salary cap projections of 108 million then went down to uh, 103 million, and now it's down to 101 million for next year. So it really limits the map spending for the next two years. Uh, even if Dirk makes like nothing, uh, it, it, it leaves us with about 29 million to pay Noel and Curry, uh, which doesn't really seem feasible at this point. So um, no, not with the way, not with the way salaries are going. And if you project both of those guys as starters, I mean, this is where the draft becomes crucial because if you pick up a De'Aaron Fox, then letting Seth Curry walk becomes more more palatable. 
Yeah, or if if it's Ricky Rubio and the Aaron Fox, then you maybe trade Curry because you know you can't pay him. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. So it could get pretty interesting, especially like if they need to clear a cap room. Dwight Powell and Wes Matthews are there, and as much as they really they really love each of them uh, a lot. But that is what is that seventeen plus nine? That's twenty six million on the cap per year yeah. for yeah. for those two players. And I would take Seth Curry. I would trade Powell and Matthews for Seth Curry. That's kind of how I see it. So. Right, right. That's yeah, yeah, not necessarily. Well, and you're probably getting Seth Curry and somebody else because you're not paying Seth Curry that much, but. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. But right. I'm just, I'm just kind of, if that's what I have to decide between, uh, it's kind of no brainer. Um. Anyways, that's that's the interesting off season uh, talk that we we touched on briefly. Uh, big talk of the week, if we even want to talk about it, uh, the Tony Romo signing. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I I love this idea, and uh, I listen to the ticket all the time, and. I don't think I heard one person like it at all. They just kind of saw it as a kind of a gag or a bit. Well, I thought it was great because I I went to the game on last Friday night against the Spurs. And, you know, first half, first of all, there were probably more Spurs fans there than Mavericks fans. And Spurs fans played, or the Spurs played their JV the whole game. You know, nobody of note played for the Spurs. Um, and then on the Mavericks side, they played the first half of their starters and the second half, just everybody else. So second half was almost like a preseason game. And everybody left at halftime. There was, there was really no energy in the building. I mean, it was pretty boring. And, you know, come Tuesday night with this whole Romo thing, he's not even in the game. And fans are there until the final buzzer, a game that really wasn't competitive. And uh, fans were there the whole time, and they were engaged. If I'm Adam Silver, I kind of go the opposite direction on this and say, look, if you're out of the playoffs and you're playing someone else, you know, you can set parameters to it. I mean, neither of these teams was making the playoffs, and yet it led SportsCenter. It was a huge story. I mean, how is this bad for the NBA for Tony Romo to just go through the layup line? Yeah, I I think – I think Jeff Van Gundy said on another podcast, like, oh, you know, this is the sad state of the NBA when this is the leading story and this is what we're doing. And they kind of, uh, I guess, purists are associating it with uh, kind of whoring out the NBA for just ratings and marketability. And then they always think of, like, what's the precedent being set? So now, like, well, what's next? What's next? Are we going to do, like, is Mark Cuban suiting up for a game just, just for the marketability of it and stuff like that? And I'm, I don't know. It's funny because on one end, when a player's traded or when a player goes into free agency, everything is, it's a business, it's a business. But then, um, sometimes we try to draw these, like, ethical lines um, in some places. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, if Kevin Durant can go to the league and call it like not what it is, I'm just kind of like, I feel like anything goes at this point. <laughs> well, and how much time did people spend debating the whole rest quote unquote problem in the NBA where it's like, 
hey, look, these are primetime games and your key players aren't playing in them. And yeah. they're, they're thinking of setting parameters around that. And I think I forget who the player was who pointed out that this isn't about a league-wide problem. This is about, like, five guys. You know, yeah. it's about making sure that Leonard, Hart, and uh, Westbrook, Durant, Curry, that those guys are playing in those primetime games. So if your concern is we've got to put out a good product, we've got to get people tuning in, how are we going to renew these television contracts, et cetera, I mean, I think Dallas local channel 21 was pretty thrilled with their ratings on Tuesday night for a game between two non-playoff teams. I think that's a great point. You know, you you basically, they contradicted themselves because they're like, you have to play these players for ratings. And then they're basically like, well, how about we play these players for ratings? And they're like, no. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, well, what's the point? If, If ratings is the game. Yeah. Then, yeah, fine. Let's let Tony run. And I, I, you know, I, I think it would have been great if he actually, you know, got in the game for a minute. I mean, well, why yeah. not? It, yeah. it really, and I think in a season like this, at least on the Western Conference side, it became really clear early on these teams were going to be in the playoff hunt. These teams were not. Like that top seven differentiated themselves early on, and yeah. then eventually Portland broke away from Denver. So it was really there were a lot of meaningless games. And then in the Eastern Conference, same thing. I mean, there were five or six teams that were out of it all year long. So, yeah, I mean, instead of, you know, again, maybe just putting pressure on these top teams to constantly play their games, play their games in prime time and play their guys in those games, like somehow this is a problem in the NBA. All right, let's go the opposite way. Let's let's let these guys kind of run whoever out there. And And, yeah, maybe if you want to limit it in some way and, you know, all right, you don't want some like, you know, hundred year old guy out there who could who could hurt himself or, or something like that. But look, Tony Romo just wrapped up an NFL career. He's more than capable of handling himself against these guys. So yeah, you can, yeah. You can set parameters around this and nothing wrong with a with a publicity stunt from, from time to time here to, to kind of boost boost some interest in the league. No, I agree. And you know, bottom line is there's there's really no way to differentiate a signing. Like I was actually surprised that uh they weren't able to play him because um you know, how's he any different than, you know, Salah Mejri just out of the blue signing from Turkey or wherever they found him. You know, he they found him like on YouTube. And it's just like What's the difference, you know, other than we know who Tony Romo is, you know? Yeah. He he could have been just a, an Argentinian YouTube video for all we knew. And so that's the part that's a little annoying is is it's not clear. And I, I just think it's marketing genius on Cuban's part. He, he, just, he just showed us again, you know, how to sell tickets. And, and it really worked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right, so uh, a couple of tidbits on uh, players in the game. Uh, I mentioned Bersino. I really think he's got something. He 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 kept looking more and more confident. Um, really nice shot. Yeah, I think he had four three goals. Um, hey, you're you're cutting in and out. Okay, what about now? <laughs> okay, that's better. Yeah, really, uh, really nice shot. He. He hit four threes last night, I think. He's I think he's got something just uh long term. I'm not saying he's a rotation player just yet, but uh 
I definitely see him on this team next year. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that he was the one guy that, you know, when they would clear the bench and these guys would come in, I think he's the guy that kind of stood out a little bit as, you know, he definitely, he's, he's skillful. He can handle the ball. He can shoot from out there. I think, you know, he got more and more comfortable. I think you just said that, but playing time, you know, just getting some experience is huge at this level. And, you know, if he puts a little little weight on and, and just gets a little stronger, you know, I, I think he could, and even without the strength, he actually showed himself to be a pretty decent rebounder for, for the size he's at. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of liked what we saw from there, but you're right, like, where he is relative to this roster and what we need and where we're at next year. You know, let's say we get the third pick in the draft and we draft uh, a Josh Jackson, you know, Jackson, Barnes, and Nowitzki. There's not a ton of minutes for Brasino to work himself in there and do a whole lot. So, um, but that's, uh, you know, it's a sort of down the line, but just evaluating these last, you know, seven or eight games when he got more playing time, I, I thought he looked great. Yeah. I really like him. I think uh, Yogi was pretty consistent down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely like he's very much like Berea, where he's a streaky scorer, undersized but um, really scrappy out there. He's really effective. Um, our new guy DeAndre Liggins. Any thoughts on him? We, he kind of came. I I didn't even know we signed him. We <laughs> just saw him playing in the game. Well, he, so he just got cut on, I think it was Sunday. The Cavaliers decided he's been on the Cavs roster all year. He didn't play in the NBA the last two seasons. And the Cavs signed him. Uh, he came into camp. He made the roster. And I guess LeBron kind of loves him to where he didn't want him included in certain trades. And at least that was some of the stories out there about it. Like he. Uh-huh. And, he ended up starting about 19 games while J.R. Smith was out and got after Seth Curry on Christmas Day. Or, I'm sorry, not Seth Curry, Steph Curry, the lesser-known Curry, Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, um, on Christmas Day, you know, they came back against the Warriors, and he kind of came in and, and kind of picked up Curry full court and was really bugging him. And so that's when, you know, he kind of stood out then and – uh you know, J.R. Smith came back, and Liggins went to the bench, and, and the Cavs have been horrible lately, so I don't know why he didn't get a little bit more playing time, but as bad as they've been on defense, they decide two days before the end of the season to waive him and pick up Dante Jones, thinking maybe that's going to help them in the playoffs. You know, he, he's certainly more of a veteran. He's been around forever. But the, I think the only team or one of the only teams in the league to have a roster spot, and this is why we were able to have Tony Romo sit on the bench, was, was the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. And so instead of him just clearing waivers, and I'm sure they kind of assured him that they wanted to bring him back, um, the Mavs picked him up, and his contract has a team option for next season. So. Oh, great. You know, yeah, so this works out really well. I mean, he looked he looked pretty decent yesterday. Apparently, he's a really strong defender. He's a good athlete. And, um, you know, like I said, I mean, he started 20 games for the Cavs. That's not a bad – that's not a bad player right there. And it could be someone who comes in and, just like some of these other guys we picked up this year, could end up being a nice find in, in the right situation. 
Yeah, do I dare say he's a three and D guy potentially? <laughs> he's he's definitely a D guy. I'm not even sure if he has the three right now. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody that plays D is that potential three and D guy. Yeah, that, that's that's quickly become the most overused uh, projection for a player out there. But, um, you know, we just traded one away in Justin Anderson. So if Liggins can come in and be a defensive guy for us or a project of some sort, uh, I'm all for it. I think it's great. Uh, nice, nice kind of last second pickup to really, uh, to really help the roster, maybe summer, summer league rosters, you know, just a developmental kind of guy. I think that's great. Yeah, and just funny that, I mean, it's, I think if you're a Mass fan, it's kind of cool to see the team still out there looking to make moves, even with a day, a day left in the season. Yeah. You're not making any trades or anything right now. It's it's a postseason or whatever, but you're taking advantage of the fact that the second best team in the East, at least record wise, you know, probably going to be in the NBA finals at the end this year, but just release this guy and kind of holding on to him all year. So. Yeah, um, good, no, good for true. Donnie and, and the Mavs there. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. End of the season. <laughs> you got any other? <laughs> kind of I know there's not a lot. Here. I mean, yeah, the uh, the I mean those last games were just kind of brutal to watch at times. There just wasn't a whole lot. Whole it was lot very preseason like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the big highlight outside of the Tony Romo news was that woman hitting the half court shot Friday night. That was um, that was awesome to yeah, win the giant really TV. Was. So that was so that was cool too. Um, but yeah, I mean, not much else to talk about right now. I think in the coming weeks, and we touched on this last week, we'll you know each week we'll touch on the NBA playoffs. We'll talk about that and just start to you know as things start to happen, you know, closer to the lottery, we'll examine that and see, you know, maybe what if scenarios uh, as we go go along. So So with that said, maybe we'll do some playoff predictions real quick while we're here. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Let me get the bracket out. I think, uh, I mean, should we should just almost... do? Should we just do first round? Yeah, that's awesome. okay. That's awesome. Yeah, but I'm wondering if we should even. I mean, should we just say who we think is going to pull off an upset and just assume, like, if any, like, <laughs> okay, look at the East, Bulls, Celtics. I think the Bulls can beat the Celtics, but I don't think they will. Uh, yeah, I can see that series going to six games, but I think the Celtics win it. Yeah, I mean, I think all four top seeds advance in the East. Yeah. So, where's the prediction, right? Yeah. Now, in the West, um, I guess the, uh, you know, Rockets Thunder is interesting. Jazz Clippers is interesting. I could see Jazz Thunder advancing. I could. Um, let me think here. I think I'll go Rockets. I think they're better than that this year. Um, but will I go Jazz or Clippers? I guess I go Clippers too. I just they gotta win at some point, right? I'll be rooting for the Jazz though. I I think the Jazz win that series. I think this is kind of 
you know, we heard about it last season that the Jazz were about to break out, and they really didn't last year. And I think this year uh, they they have a little bit more, and I think uh, Gobert is going to be able to do enough against Jordan. And um, I don't know. I, I like the Jazz. Uh, I just don't really believe in the Clippers, and I think that's going to be the end of the uh, yeah. group of Clippers. This is the end of the run here for them, who do, and you'll who see do you... some big changes. Who do you think uh, the Warriors would rather face in the second round? Hmm, probably, um, probably the Clippers because of the. I know the Clippers have given them trouble in the past, but yeah, you know the Jazz have a tough defensive center with Gobert, and I think that could be a real problem for the Warriors. And not to no. say DeAndre Jordan's not that, but again, I think there's a. The Jazz haven't been there before. They're going to be real loose. I think there's going to be a mental block with the Clippers if they get to that round. That's going to. Be I do think Clippers. I do think Clippers Warriors though would be much more entertaining because you've got Chris Paul trying to break through, thinking he's better than everybody. Um, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I don't know who they have that can guard him for the most part, right? No, they don't. Yeah, no. They really don't have anybody who can guard them. And I think, you know, both both of these teams are kind of problematic for the Warriors. I don't think they're good enough to uh, to beat them. But I think, uh, think it would be a tough series for sure. Yeah. And so um, – sorry, dog's barking again. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's already bored with this podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> end of season stuff, just not end a, of season. Yeah, yeah, he's like, get this over with. Throw me a ball already. Um, yeah, I mean that's it for the first round, though. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for all upsets. But well, I look. Like, I'm looking forward to the. Uh, I want to see if the Rockets or Thunder can get to 150 points. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad thought. And, I think and those games me, are going to be so entertaining to watch. And what about is Nurkic back for the playoffs, or is he just done for the year? Uh, I don't know. I would have to do a little bit more Nurkic, research. Yeah, if Nurkic is back for the playoffs, that could be an interesting series. Just like a kind of irrational confidence Portland team series, right? Yeah, Damian Lillard today predicted the Blazers would win in six. So that's uh, there's there's a prediction right there. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, and that's <laughs> a completely. I mean, it's completely unbiased. Completely unbiased opinion of Damian Lillard, and he. Uh, that's yeah. his prediction. But um, yeah. No, I think the Blazers can win a game. I think it's going to be. You know, Portland's not an easy place to play. So. Yeah. Um, and who knows about Durant's knee if that starts to bother him. But again, with, with more rest given in the playoffs, you know, these teams that either have little injuries or just like the Cavaliers for whatever reason can't play two games in two consecutive nights, like then it's advantage to them. You don't see the same level of upsets because of the, because of the rest factor. Yeah, well, I hope I'm, I'm reading right now. It's looking like Nurkic is on the fence if he could be back in time. But uh, man, I hope he does come back because that would be an entertaining playoff series. And then, um, but that's probably all we have <laughs> for the playoffs. 
I think it gets good in the second round. I think the Celtics are out in the second round for sure. Um, I just don't think they're that good of a team. I don't know. But, uh, but hey, let me save those second round predictions, right? Now let's see how, how, (laughs) trying to think of what the calendar looks like. We'll be into the second round. I mean, first round will take us through April, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think it's the next probably two and a half weeks. Three yeah, weeks. yeah, pretty much so that'll two be weeks to the round. end of April. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, and so then once we get in the second round, we'll probably pick back up the podcast in May, early May, and start talking lottery. And uh, maybe we do a live pod for the lottery. I think that'd be pretty exciting. That'd be yeah, that's a good idea. We can plan on that. Okay, listeners, there you have it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but a Mav, it's a Mav podcast promise. Uh, <laughs> live, live pod from the uh, from the lottery um, or during the lottery. We will not be there. Um, and I guess, I guess until May, huh? This is this is all we got, huh? Um, yeah, I mean, unless we want to come on, I think if something develops, if something were to happen with the Mavericks, we'll certainly jump on and do a podcast, but. Uh, other than that, it's really just going to be NBA playoffs between now and then. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll probably take a couple weeks off, come back with uh, some lottery talk and some playoff talk, and then uh, and then have a live podcast at the lottery. Yeah, sounds great. And then right. we can uh, – so, anyways, uh, maybe we'll do a mailbag, too. We've been getting some emails here and there, some questions. So uh, Yeah, keep sending those questions in. Maps podcast at gmail.com at the Maps podcast on Twitter. Yeah, I'm Alf at home. You're Matt's at home. And this is the Maps podcast. End of the season wrap up. I will see you in May, Matt. <laughs> All right. See you then. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.